Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Nalin. Welcome in, Eric. It's time for our weekly state of the program. Each and every week, Eric and I get together and try to give a 30,000-foot view of the the program and what's going on. Obviously, recruiting taking center stage this week and last with the big visit weekend a week ago, 21 official visitors in, 14 from out of state. And then this upcoming weekend, another 20 or so headed to Austin as well. But Eric, I actually want to start and, and change this up a little bit and talk about something you mentioned about the team. And it's a recurring theme you've heard. Uh, and this is a, we all get little bits and pieces of, about team news here and there, but a name that keeps popping up for you is true freshman Warren Roberson of the incoming enrollees that just started in school back in May uh, at Texas. Roberson seems to be getting a lot of positive comments from some folks you talked to. Yeah, it's interesting. Remember, they, they kind of shoehorned him into the class very late. <clears throat> you know, everybody thought he was headed to TCU. Uh, every, whenever a staff goes very late on a kid, it means he really feel, feeds in, uh, feels a need that they didn't meet or they just really, really like him. And I think uh, he kind of he fits both of those. Um, obviously, they liked him for a long time. He was on the radar uh, much earlier in the process. They stayed in touch with him throughout his senior year. Uh, you're going to see some pretty explosive tape, uh, probably of him on offense and defense, if it's the same clips I've seen. Uh, yeah, there you go. Look at him jump the ball there. Uh, but, you know, his, he's, he's a good natural football player. I've, I've likened him to uh, Jordan Whittington and somebody that could play offense or defense. Uh, and when I, when I saw Whittington recently at a function, uh, he kind of joked, maybe I should have played safety. Uh, I was, you know, early in his career, I had, had him as safety. Roberson is like the safety version. Look at him go there. He's like the safety version of Whittington, uh, very explosive all-around football player. He's going to have good ball skills. You've already seen his instincts on this on this tape, and, and obviously his long speed there. Uh, his speed on 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 campus has already shown up to be pretty good. I, I assume it's going to be, be, be get better based on the times I've seen so far. Um, you know, just getting just starting to hit the weights, but um, you know, he's shown to be really explosive. He's one of the more explosive uh, younger guys in the program based on uh, testing measurables. Yeah, you were mentioning that, and that's that's one of the things I wanted to bring up here is you said that his, his vertical, I think it was, was one of the best, or his measure of uh, explosiveness off the ground uh, was uh, rated as one of the best in the program already, right? Yeah, what they do is they have this mat, uh, and, you know, it does test vertical, but really what they're trying to gauge is how much power you're putting into the ground. You see that power he just left out of the ground on that hit right there. Uh, so he just, he just produces a whole lot of power, and, of course, that's going to help you in all different facets of the game. And also that one, uh, that that uh, test can also uh, detect uh, minor injuries. If you're not performing as well week to week, uh, you might have a lingering issue that they need to address. So that that test kind of uh, covers a lot of different issues. But, yeah, he's a he's a very powerful guy. Um, you know, now it's going to come down to, you know, and we know he's instinctive. Now he's going to have to learn the coverages, uh, learn the techniques. But he's got a whole lot of good things going for him. I think he profiles uh, perfectly to the boundary uh, safety where the guy can freelance a little bit more and use his instincts. And then you're going to want Derek Williams over to the field eventually. Uh, you think you think he's more of a boundary instead of a potentially a um, star position? Because with that ability to to, I'm just going to say one of the things I love about Jade Barron uh, last year was his ability to break up the bubble screen stuff. Oh yeah, they did yeah. the outside and seeing a guy like Warren Roberson right there do that a couple times in this video makes me think that that might be the spot for him eventually. But I know guy like Jelani McDonald may project a couple other guys may project there as well. Well, Jalen Gilbo is going to probably be next after Baron. Uh, one thing I liked, if you want to play star, you have to be able to turn and run. And earlier in that clip, you could see him turning and running. 
uh, with carrying the receiver pretty far down the field, that's that's going to be just as important as playing physically at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe that maybe that's a possibility. I think he's going to bulk up and carry quite a bit of weight, probably about 210 pounds. Maybe he's going to be a big, muscled up guy. Probably more of a safety for me long term. Uh, I think Gilbo is going to fit in well there at star, and uh, don't forget about Austin Jordan at star too. Um, yeah, I think Jelani McDonald's probably going to outgrow a uh, defensive back position and play linebacker, but you know, we'll see. That's you know, just get the pieces on campus and uh, let them develop physically, uh, and within the scheme. Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to bring him up because I noticed you've written two or three articles now about impressive freshmen of the new coming class, yeah, and Roberson was has been mentioned in every single article you've written, so I felt like that was a good time to kind of focus on him and bring his name to people's attention because he did not get a lot of attention early. All right. I uh, want to switch gears here uh, and start talking about some recruiting, big recruiting weekend coming in, Eric. Uh, but before I do that, I want to say thank you to sponsor Adam Lowy of the Lowy law firm. Uh, the Lowy law firm specializes in uh, helping injured Texans. If they've been in a car wreck, work on the job, anything that uh, they've been hurt and uh, feel like they may deserve some compensation uh, check out the lowylawfirm.com for a free consultation or call 512-280-0800. Adam and his firm, they really care about results for their clients. We also appreciate him for his ongoing sponsorship of uh, the state of the program. Eric, big recruiting weekend coming up for Texas off the heels of another big recruiting weekend, right? Texas yep. picks up two commitments, Santana Wilson, a corner out of uh, Scottsdale, uh, as well as Freddie DeBose, wide receiver out of the San Antonio area. Your thoughts on those two and what it means for Texas going into this weekend uh, as we look ahead. Love Santana Wilson. Uh, you know, I think um, in the NIL era, if you can get a guy that's probably not looking for NIL as much, thanks to the success of his father, uh, but he's ultra talented at the same time, that's a win and a win. You know, it's, it's, a, it's more than you could bargain for normally. Um, so, yeah, electric athlete, to me, is a, a field corner. He can uh, cover a lot of territory. He's explosive. Uh, got a good build on him. You know, he's not going to be as tall as his dad, but he's going to be well put together. Uh, that guy could probably play star. Um, you know, we'll see long term. But, yeah, just a fantastic get. Uh, Freddie DeBose, upside, high upside guy. You know, the first saw a sophomore film, and, just, I mean, you know, you see him run, and you would offer him just running a vertical route. You know, it's just a thing of beauty. Uh, suffered an injury, came back incredibly fast, you know, almost historically fast. Uh, from that injury. So that tells you that he's, he's even more of a freak than we uh, originally thought. Um, seems to really want to be a horn too. And, you know, sometimes that counts for a whole lot. You know, they're going to take advantage of, of all their opportunities. I like him as an outside receiver, probably a Z, probably played the same role that we see worthy in this season. Uh, he's going to require some development. Uh, but if he, you know, if he works at, at becoming a good wide receiver, as hard as he rehabilitated his knee, then, you know, that, that tells you that he's probably going to maximize. All right. Uh, like I said, about 20 guys coming in this weekend. Uh, but you and I, uh, prior to this, we talked about what are the two positions we really want to kind of focus on because it, it can be overwhelming focusing on every single one. And two of the bigger ones for this weekend, we believe, are the defensive line, not only the edge position, but also the interior. Uh, as Texas moves to the SEC, that's going to be a focal point a year from now when a lot of these guys are first on campus. And then also the secondary mm -hmm. where, what, how many, I don't know how many blue chips there are, but they're like, four or five guys that are in the top 100 in the country in the secondary that are coming in. Um, let's start at edge uh, and work our way to the defensive tackle group. Sure. Uh, and the guys that are coming in at edge, Colin Simmons, of course, out of Duncanville, Zeno Umiozulu, 
the uh, young man out of uh, Allen, Texas, that is the brother of Neto, the, the redshirt freshman offensive guard for Texas. Uh, those two guys at edge are the ones coming in. Jordan Ross was in last week. Danny Okoye out of Tulsa was in, as well as Deshaun Warner was in. But Zena and Simmons have been two, are the two in-state guys that Texas has uh, kind of targeted from the start. Yeah, Simmons is the biggest, uh, the biggest important, most important get in the entire uh, in the entire cycle for Texas. You know, you got to protect your your in-state uh, prospects. You have to defend Duncanville. You know, Jeff Banks doesn't get enough credit for the groundwork he's laid there. Um, you know, so I mean, he's, he's to me, he's like Will Anderson. You know, he's going to be able to play early. Uh, you know, he's going to be a star as a sophomore. I think uh, probably a three-year player. That's just you know what he looks like on tape. Uh, you know, he's got high football character, like Will Anderson did. So. You know, I don't, there's not much else to say. When when you when you're that type of player, you know how it's it's going to get crazy. Now, does he make a decision before the end of summer, or does he take it into December? That's going to be the big big question for me. Uh, but I expect Texas to be there at the end of the day. Uh, you know, one of the top two or three schools that, that are in contention. You know, we'll, we'll see how it goes from there. But that one's going to get get crazy at some point, just because he's such a good good prospect. Zena Umiozulu is uh, a guy that Longhorn fans have been familiar with. M many Longhorn fans have been familiar with for. Since his brother uh, committed, uh, really, uh, maybe even prior to that. Um, it's interesting to me that they focused on him and not a guy like Nigel Smith early out of Melissa, uh, who may be ranked higher. What What are your thoughts about Zena and where Texas stands there? Well, you know, I think Nigel originally was looked at as an interior defensive lineman and then now as a jack. I think Zena is probably still a buck. Um, you know, he's, he's taller. He's, he's gotten bigger for sure, but he's still on the leaner side. I don't know how big he's going to. you got to weigh about 265 probably to play buck or to play jack, I should say. So I think he's probably still a buck. Um, you know, it's going to be that's going to be an interesting. Uh, it's, a, it's a really good opportunity because, you know, PK is not the greatest uh, in-person recruiter, but he's really good at getting them, sitting them down, showing them scheme, going over the his track record of development. And kind of connecting in that way. In the meantime, Jeff Choate, has, who's got uh, North Dallas, has been by a few times to kind of build that relationship in a more of a recruiter relationship uh, with Zena. So I think there's a chance that this weekend goes a long way towards maybe maybe getting Zena before the end of the summer. You know, we'll see on that. OU is uh, pushing pretty hard as well. Give me 30 seconds real quick for those people that are new to the channel to explain the difference between the two defensive end positions for the Longhorns, Jack and Buck, because it's a term that you're going to need to know if you follow Longhorn recruiting and some of Ian Boyd's stuff on uh, that we do here on, on Texas football and inside Texas. Yeah, Jack is going to be this, the bigger stand-up defensive end, like Baron Sorrell, to, lined up to the field. The Buck is going to be the smaller one, like Ethan Burke this season or, or Ovio Gufo last year, that lines up to the, to the boundary. Uh, that guy's going to drop into coverage a little more, so, so he can't carry as much weight, otherwise he's going to be ineffective. So... Baron Sorrell, much bigger guy, sort of a traditional defensive end. He's your jack. The smaller, more outside guy, uh, but more athletic is going to be your book. Got it. Appreciate it, Eric. Let's go to defensive tackle because, look, uh, Texas heading to the SEC with this group of kids, right? These guys are, are a year away from being on campus, but they are going to be the first four-year group that go to the SEC for Texas, yep. uh, thoughtfully. Um, let's look at it. Coming in this week, Alex, January – Defensive lineman out of Duncanville. He's an interior guy. TJ Lindsay out of IMG uh, down in Florida. Terrence Hibbler out of Mississippi. Uh, committed to Mississippi State, but we found out yesterday that he's still coming in. Uh, then you have uh, Dominic McKinley out of Lafayette, who is everybody's All-American, so to speak, right? Uh, he's, he's coming in. All of those guys coming in on the heels of 
uh, Malik Blockton out of Alabama, Isaiah Fonga out of Alabama coming in last week, um, Melvin Hills out of Lafayette, Louisiana last week, and DeAndre Robinson last week. I think that's all of them, right? Yeah. What are you looking uh, for this week? I think Bruce? Jay. I think Jane Jackson might sneak in this weekend too. Did you oh, mention I, him? No, I didn't. I, I got him Ooh. up here. I I I, uh, I had an. He wasn't on my list, and I had penciled in him in and didn't read that one. But yeah, Jaden Jackson, originally from Brownsburg, Indiana, yeah. now at IMG, will be in as well. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to rain on the parade a little bit. This is the this is the group of guys they needed in last cycle, all right? So they're they're a year behind the curve, which tells you how important they are are this year. They have have got to absolutely crush this defensive line uh, class. You know, we'll start with January. He's uh, because I think he's probably the most likely to end up in the class. You know, his, his father his father attended uh, Texas. Uh, he's a big uh, nose tackle. I think he knows what he is. He's not going to have any delusions of playing outside or playing three technique. He's going to be a big plugger inside. Hopefully draws a double team. He's got good size and good feet. Uh, to me, he sets a solid foundation for that class. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm probably more excited about Alex than a lot of people. All right. A after Alex, let's talk about the other guys coming in this week. Uh, Hibbler, Jackson, uh, as well as Dominic McKinley uh, and Lindsey. Love Hibbler. Uh, you know, if you don't want to save your time, just go, you know, just imagine uh, Byron Murphy, but maybe a little bit bigger, maybe not quite as much bouncing him as Byron, but he's, he's fairly similar in that he can play nose or three tech. He can, you know, you can slide him around. He moves around. Uh, got a little bounce to him, got size and power. Uh, I think he'll be ready to play fairly early. So, that you know, I'm, I'm excited about him coming in. <clears throat> he kind of closed down to Mississippi State out of nowhere. You could probably read between the lines how that came about. Uh, so Texas is going to have a tall order. Uh you know, Jaden Jackson, man, he's got elite play strength. Uh, but, you know, for a guy that you would think is uh, going to be wide and play nose tackle, he moves really well. Uh, so we're not going to just shoehorn him at, at nose tackle. He could play out. He could play uh, further out to three tech, probably. Uh, forget that ranking right there. I think everybody's behind on him. Uh, he just started picking up steam once he moved to IMG. I think that's going to continue. Um, you know, he, he moves well, a lot of power. I think he could play fairly early and, and you know, since Texas is a year behind on needing this class, I think uh, guys that could play early, there's there's extra value in that. Brownburg, Indiana, is just north of uh, Indianapolis. Uh, the other guys, Xavier McKinley, is, or excuse me, Dominic McKinley, is yeah. maybe the highest rated guy outside of Colin Simmons coming in this weekend. Uh, talk a little bit about him, the young man out of uh, Lafayette. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Yeah, you know, similar film to Alfred Collins coming out of high school. It's long and explosive. Uh, so, it's, you know, you see that. And, uh, you know, my wife could identify him as a talent. Um, and she doesn't watch a whole lot of huddle. Uh, you can see that set of shoulders on him in that picture. He's going to go over three, 300 pounds. So, yeah, I think uh, Alfred Collins uh, from a talent level uh, is is a fairly good comp. You know, then Alfred Collins, if you remember him out of high, out of high school, that's going to be – you know, you're gonna have all everybody after him, including LSU. Uh, Alabama's coming after him, so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough one. He likes A and M. Uh, you know, he wants to be somewhere within driving distance. It's uh, you know almost six hours to uh, Austin. I think it's six and a half to Tuscaloosa, so it's not a huge discrepancy there. Uh, this is all about you know putting cementing your relationship. He was on campus in January, continuing to strengthen your relationship. 
uh, and jockeying for position when he's ready to make a decision. Um, ranked number 14 overall in the class uh, by on three in the entire uh, 2024 recruiting class. Um, yep. Any of the guys that were in last weekend at defensive line that you feel good about or edge that you feel good about for the Longhorns at this point that you want to point out? Well, you know, I don't know how great I feel about it. I, you know, I feel better than I did maybe a week or two ago, but I, I've got a prospect crush on DeAndre Robinson, uh, another guy that I think everybody has rated incorrectly. He's giant. He's athletic. Uh, you know, I just compared uh, McKinley to Collins. I think that uh, Robinson has a little uh, Tavondre sweat, but more athletic than Tavondre. Tavondre, you know, if Tom, Tavondre weighed 325 pounds, he'd be a whole different player, I think. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my guy right there. See another three star. I don't know what's going on. So if these guys are three stars, you know, what the heck's a five star? Yeah. Well, if in, you know, it's not like Ohio state, Georgia and Florida have a bad uh, time with defensive linemen. Texas just had two drafted in the NFL, um, themselves and got more on the way. So I'm not getting Um, these line rankings. You know, the, the, the Southeast produces all these players. Uh, these guys are three stars. It's no wonder, you know, because the four stars must be, uh, (laughs) must be amazing. (laughs) All right. Let's go on to second the secondary. I think that's a good overview of the defensive line. Like I, I before we do go on to that, I, I want to say one last thing in on this. How many total do you think they need to take at that position? You know, what where do you think they need to really be uh at the end of the day at edge and defensive tackle? I would take four interior D linemen and and three uh edges, you know. Wow. And I wouldn't be surprised if they went even higher than that because they're they're gonna poach from linebacker. Uh, and there's probably other positions they could poach for him too. All right. Uh, let's, let's go to uh, the defensive back then. Uh, Kobe Black coming in, Corey and Gibson coming in, uh, Selman Bridges coming in, Jordan Johnson and Rubel. Those are in-state guys, although Rubel plays at IMG uh, via uh, uh, the Fort Worth area. Uh, and then you have a, a guy uh, like uh, Wardell Mack coming in from uh, the New Orleans area. Uh, what do you make of this group? And what do you, what are, what are your thoughts in general about Texas recruiting right now in the secondary? Well, I think Terry Joseph does a good job putting together his big board. That's a pretty pretty really a pretty ridiculous group coming in. Um, you know, on, on the heels of getting Santana Wilson, which kind of surprised many uh, last week. Um, yeah, I mean it's uh, very talented. You got lead corners. You've got uh, you've got guys that can play star. You've got guys that can play safety. You know, Jordan Johnson Rebel can do a little bit of everything. Uh, Corey and Gibson can do a little bit of everything. Uh, Kobe Black's one of the top corners in the nation. Uh, Wardell Mack is one of the top corners in the nation. So that's uh, really a dream scenario for Terry Joseph to go out and really you just have to land two or three of these guys and you're off and running. Is that is that really where you're at on this? I mean, is there a, a handicapping situation here like they're waiting for this to happen? and Or is this just a total number We they're going to take five and figure out which which piece is which, right? I mean, yeah. Did, did we mention Selman Bridges too? Yeah, we did. I did. Okay, I did. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they're just going to take as many as they can get uh, from that group, and they'll, they'll figure it out later. You know, this this uh, the uh, the class number's not capped in this cycle. Uh, we don't know if it's ever going to be capped again, but um, you know, they're just going to load up. They're not. They're, they wouldn't be able to turn any of those guys down. Now they could get to a point where if it's late in the cycle, Wardell Max going to uh, announce late. Some of the bridges going to announce late. Maybe by then. Uh, they're devote, they want to devote another number to defensive line or elsewhere. Uh, but right now, all those guys are takes. Any one of them could call up and, and commit, no doubt about it. How do you feel? Uh, that, that's a good good feel there on, on uh, defensive back. But how do you feel overall on Longhorn recruiting right now? 
You know, I feel good about it because, but I, I have the understanding there's going to be some bumps in the road. It's not going to be easy. Um, you know, there's a lot of a uh, lot of lot of interesting uh, moving parts going on. You know, that they, I think they're going to take some guys that are easier to get in the boat that aren't going to uh, cause a lot of headaches, and then uh, focus on the the laser focus on the two difference makers and figure out who they really want to go after uh, in the most aggressive manner. Uh, Texas uh, not getting a visit this week from either Ty Anthony Smith, the linebacker out of Jasper yep. or uh, Micah Hudson, the wide receiver out of Lake Belton. Uh, it looks like H Hudson uh, may be headed to Texas tech. What do you think of the, the two cancellations of those two prospects? Because they were at or near the top of the Texas board at their respective positions. Yeah. I mean, Texas just wasn't going to be competitive enough to get uh, Ty Anthony uh, Smith done. They just took five uh, very good linebacker prospects last year. Uh, it's a very small class this year. Maybe you, it might even be as little as one linebacker, maybe two. Um, and so there's a lot of cycle left for Jeff Choate to, to kind of hone in and figure out who that one linebacker is going to be. They like Ty Anthony a whole lot. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he's a good player. Uh, I've got a lot of upside too. that kid's going to grow and get big. Uh, but so it's probably going to be a good get for USC. Maybe maybe A and M if if uh, proximity uh, wins out. But um, you know Texas just wasn't going to compete as hard as USC for him, and you know that's just kind of the where we're at in the cycle and and where we are in recruiting. Um, Micah is you know Micah's Micah's a little different. You know obviously Texas Tech was all in. That was a life and death recruitment for them. You know they hired his favorite coach. Uh, they did a really good job building relationships. Uh, I think Joey McGuire does well with a certain personality type. Um, you know, so it's, you know, he's a very talented, talented player. If he wants to go to Texas Tech, you know, good luck to him. He's going to probably be good wherever he goes. Got it. Uh, before I ask you uh, one or two final questions, I want to say last thanks to uh, Adam Lowy, the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texans for more than a decade. Uh, contact Adam at 512-280-0800 or go to the LowyLawFirm.com for a free consultation today. If you've been involved in a car wreck, catastrophic injury, uh, on the work in the workplace or wherever, uh, give Adam and his group a call. Uh, they specialize in helping their clients realize results. All right, Eric, thought on this. Uh, last week, Texas gets two commitments. It looks like, uh, just from based on what we've seen, there are five or six more that may be lined up to commit in the month of July, just based mm -hmm. on the large number of visit or commitment dates set, right? Mm -hmm. How many do you expect Texas to, to possibly get this weekend? Uh, and, you know, or do you see this being a little bit different than just being one or none? I mean, what, what are your uh, thoughts? Before the end of Sunday? Uh, <clears throat> man, that's tough. I would – there's one guy in particular I'm watching. Uh, you know, probably need to do a commitment video for him just in case. Uh, but uh, – Outside of that, I don't know. You know, this is these are the more high-profile guys. They've got a lot more going on than some of the other ones. Um, you know, there's a lot more uh, uh, competition for them in some cases. Uh, so I, I think, and a lot of them are just going to want to go home and think about it a little more. I think, but uh, right now I would put it at one. Last week uh, you you hit the over on one and a half, even though I don't. You know, you got got a little lucky on that one, Bobby. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I was just thinking something's going to domino. Well, yeah, that's, and so, but that, you know, that, and that's why I wasn't entirely lucky because you're right. Something did pop up Two two things, you know? Um, so I, that, and so maybe I should take the over on one and a half too, because, um, you know, I, there's one that I, I'm kind of watching closely and then maybe there's another one that just pops up out of nowhere, but you know, right now I'm not sure. That's why you, you have to go to inside Texas. You know, last week uh, I did this and I wasn't expecting Santana Wilson. 
uh, to commit uh, by Friday afternoon. We heard it was happening and we had it prepared. Uh, so be on Inside Texas and, uh, you know, you'll get hints if, if something's going to happen. Yeah, no doubt. Um, for those that don't have a subscription, uh, definitely try to get, I'm just telling you, uh, not only Eric, but Justin, Jerry, uh, Paul Wadlington, Ian Boyd, Joe Cook on there each and every day and multiple updates a day. If you follow recruiting, if you like the Longhorn football program, uh, there really is no better place than InsideTexas.com. All right. Any parting thoughts before we get going here on this week's state of the program, Eric? No, I'm, I mean, I'm just excited for this weekend. Last weekend was a lot of fun. You know, we've uh, we've endured some very slow patches of recruiting uh, this in the past uh, six months. You know, we're, we're nearing the uh, Arch Manning anniversary where everything went haywire for about a month and then it got really quiet for a very long time. And right now things are picking back up. So uh, it's just an exciting time to, to cover this. You know, um, I mean, I'm, in, in many ways, when, when things really get going, I get as excited as I did the first day I, I started writing about it or actually when I was just a fan like like a lot of our viewers are. Uh, so this is time of year to, to really get get in tune with recruiting if you're going to do it. All right. Uh, that's Eric Nalin of, of InsideTexas.com, the publisher. I'm Bobby Burton. And remember the name, guys, Warren Roberson. Uh, we, he doesn't people don't get mentioned that early this often um, unless they're actually doing something. So just remember that name, Warren Roberson, uh, a true freshman out of Red Oak. For Eric Nalin, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this week's episode. Stay the program. Thanks.